What is up, Broncos country? My name is Kev Dan, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. The Broncos just dropped another game on Thursday Night Football to the Browns, losing 14-17, to going to 3-4 and four on the season. Uh, with some injuries and some other things going on, this team is definitely hurting in more ways than one. John, Rob, and I are all here to break down the game for you and give you some insight as to what we saw and what is really going on with the Broncos and share our thoughts on that as well. If you're listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button uh, and give us a five-star review as well that help us out a ton. Really appreciate all of your support. We do this all for you. Of course, we got uh, another offer from DraftKings. You can listen to uh, that announcement later on in the show, as well as a rundown of all of the other Broncos content we provide. But we'll get into that a little bit later. For now, uh, go ahead and kick back, relax, and glad you're here for another episode of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. Hello, Broncos country, and welcome to another edition of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. I have John and Rob with me here today. Gents, two days after the game, we are recording this on Sunday, three days after the game. I don't know about you, I am still pissed and hurting and all around just very unhappy. <laughs> Kev, I opted to wear the... Uh all black today because I'm in mourning. I'm in mourning on how bad we suck right now. And that brings up another point. Oh no. We suck again. I'm just (laughs) I'm I'm getting tired of it, bro. Yep. Shit's gotta change. Well that's a good point. And I think we'll definitely talk on that. But uh you know the any changes that may or might happen and what that looks like. But John, what you got man? I mean Kevin, I was very upset after the Ravens game, especially seeing it in person. That's rough. Yep. Steelers, so upset. That was a winnable – or should have been a winnable game. Raiders, I mean, we all know how that went. I'm super upset after that one. At this point, I'm just numb to it. You know, it doesn't even bother me anymore. It's just like, all right, that's just the season we're, we're having this year. Again, yep. for the, how many years in a row? Uh, but no, it's rough. Spot it's numb. I'm numb. numb I'm serious. It. I'm numb. I don't yeah. expect anything, anything from this team at this point moving forward until something changes. Uh, and we'll see what happens with uh, against Washington. <laughs> so let's we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. And so for for those uh, who are listening uh, on like Spotify or iTunes or Google Play, first off, thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate uh, you being fans and checking us out and whatnot. Uh, we do do this podcast live um, on YouTube only, uh, so you'll want to check out our YouTube page and make sure you hit subscribe there and get. Uh, make sure you get the notifications for when we're live on YouTube so that uh, when you're watching us there, uh, you can uh, type in some comments and uh, we'll address uh, some comments at the end of the show for this podcast live. If you want to check out some of the more interactive shows that we do, uh, you can see uh, our our Monday night show. uh, Monday night is uh, Orange Weekly After Dark, which happens after Monday night football. Tuesday night, Bourbon Broncos, no BS, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, and then we got uh, pregame show, tailgate talk, and as well as the halftime hash show. And those are all geared directly towards interacting with you, all the fans. So make sure you check those all out. So before we talk about what the, the team needs to do to possibly uh, even start thinking about turning things around, let's talk about the game itself. So, uh, of course, Broncos lost 17 to 14. Uh, I can only imagine what would have happened if Nick Chubb, and or Kareem Hunt and or Baker Mayfield were in the game. Like even if just one of those three players were in the game, can you imagine how much worse this would have been? Oh, it probably would have been 32 uh, points down uh, before half. Sure. Yeah, I can believe it. I mean, Johnson had 6.6 yards a carry. It's pretty hard to get more better than that from an average standpoint. Now the Broncos defense would surely give you a shot at, at doing better than that. So yeah, you're right. It would have been worse. And uh, Chris, I see you there. Thanks for hanging out today. You're right. I do sound like a Bears fan. Unfortunately, that's just the state of the Broncos right now. <laughs> All right. We're still better than Bears fans because at least we've won a Super Bowl recently. Ooh. 
Ooh, very recently. Uh, all three of them have been more recent than the uh, last Bron- uh, Bears Super Bowl. So I wasn't going to go there, Kevin, but since you I, did. I went there, though, because I probably kind of did go there. <laughs> Look, it could be bad. worse. We could be Bears fans. <laughs> we could be Raiders fans. You know, it could always be worse. Could always but thanks be worse. for hanging out, Chris, as a Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. We got Teddy Bridgewater, who went out there. Uh, there was a lot of talk going in before the game about how he was injured. Um, you know, it looked like the, uh, his, his ankle, his leg uh, was still um, in a lot of pain. Um, and there was speculation on, you know, hey, how is he going to play with this? And, uh, you know, he ended up uh, 23 for 33, 187 yards, averaging 5.7 yards. Two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, I did say in the pregame show, I did say if we threw the ball more than 32 times, we would lose this game. And that is a fact. You can go back and watch it. I said it, and we threw the ball 33 times. Well, to that point, I guess you at least had a stat prediction to back up yours. <laughs> I just said we're going to lose this game straight up. So, <laughs> But you're right. Yeah, we threw, threw 32 times. We ran it 14 times, including two of those from Bridgewater that you know only went for a couple yards total. And when we've seen it the last four games now, you have that kind of uneven offense. We're not the team that can – we don't have a guy like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, that's meant to throw it 30 times and, and still win games. It's just, it's bad. And when our How lead rusher Javante has only Williams, four carries. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How does Javante Williams only get four carries compared to Melvin's eight? And again, it goes back to what we've been saying. Run the damn ball. And did they do that? No. no. 14 times. 14 times. Yeah. I know high school teams that run the ball more than that. Exactly. I, I mean – it's not like we were getting blown out of the water at any point where it was like, okay, we have to abandon the run game because we're so far behind that we need to try to get some big chunk plays down the field. Right. That was never a situation. And out of the 14 run plays, two of them were from Teddy Bridgewater himself. So really we only had 12 run plays more or less, you know, like designed run plays, yeah. Designed run plays. Like how absolutely terrible is that? Uh, And you're looking at this offense saying the, I don't even know where to begin is to ask what, what are we doing? I don't think I don't. And again, uh, I hate to be the, uh, the negative Nancy in the room, but our coaching staff sucks. Pat Shermer needs to go. Mm-hmm. He has no idea what he's doing. He doesn't know his playbook from a hole in the ground. He doesn't know the difference between a run play and a pass play. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, we've been saying it for weeks now. Shermer has been – we felt like Shermer has been the problem. Um, the the counter-argument is like, who's going to replace him if we get rid of him? I don't really care about that. I mean, I guarantee these guys know how to cut, play, or call plays, uh, these other coaches on our offense. So, so we, something's just got to change or we're going to expect these same results every week. And mm-hmm. it's Sunday now. The game ended – I mean, the game was on Thursday. We haven't seen any – coaching changes, nothing like that. So I wouldn't expect it to happen before the Washington game. Nope. Um, if it's not happening now and we have an extra few days between games, then it's probably not going to happen this season unless, um, you know, it happens once we're eliminated from the playoffs and it starts coming from from Peyton as opposed to Fangio trying to, you know, mess around with things with his coaching set. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could probably, and this is, I don't believe this, but you could probably make an argument that uh, the season's not lost yet, that, right. you know, we're still a contender for a playoff spot at three and four, um, which is true. why. It is well, true. Okay, right. we're not mathematically eliminated. Yeah, I get it. Like, it's it's true. But when I look at the schedule ahead, where yeah. are you going to find six or seven wins on the schedule? Yeah. Like, you, you you know, we're, we're you even look at the, uh, the Chiefs, who are also three and four after today, um, which – you know, tip of the hat to uh, Derrick Henry, who threw more touchdown uh, passes than Patrick Mahomes. But you know, there you <laughs> That's go. A great fact for you. <laughs> but you look at you look at the Chiefs and some of these other teams. Uh, the Lions. Heck, I don't even feel good playing the Lions. Oh, there's and there no was team. A, there was a stat today that the the Lions have not played an offensive snap this season in which they were in the lead. And I'm looking at that game saying, why do I feel like that doesn't feel like a good game for us? Yeah. There's like, no I, don't, I don't even see three wins on the schedule ahead of us, much less 
seven or eight wins yeah. that would be needed to get us into a playoff spot. No, but going back to your first point of we're not mathematically eliminated, and so they feel like they still have a chance. Yes, that's true. You just the team has to look completely different than it's looked for the last four weeks. Mm-hmm. which I don't have faith that that's going to happen. There is no team on our schedule that I would go in saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to predict they're going to win this game. At this even point. the Lions. The Lions. Even, I'm not predicting Even the, the Lions. <laughs> Until something changes, which we can go the other route, too, with Jerry Judy coming back this week. I mean, is that enough of a spark on the offense to be a difference? No, because, again, our, our receiving core has literally been whittled down to Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy. And with Jerry Judy coming back from injury, I would not, I would not like label him a number two, um, even a number three. I would like put him out there, you know, on a snap count and just and use him very sparingly because, you know, God forbid he gets hurt again, then he's out the rest of the season. Yeah, I hear what you're saying there, Rob. My assumption would be that he's healthy and you know good to go. Right. Those assumptions in place. If he's not, then 100%, yeah, he, he needs to be on a for or not play at all. There's no yeah. reason. With the way this team is playing, there's no reason to put a guy out there that's not 100%. Right. Uh, they're doing it with Teddy strictly because they're desperate, it seems. Well, they have zero, absolutely zero faith in Drew Locke whatsoever. I mean, if you go back and listen to, I think it was the, uh, the day after, so Friday, uh, the press conference that uh, Coach Fangio gave, there's a lot of sound bites in that. Uh, and a lot of, you know, headlines and whatnot. Uh, one of them that I took away was him saying, Teddy's our quarterback. You know, it, at this point, it doesn't matter if what happens with the Broncos um, uh, unless Teddy is physically completely unable to play, even worse than he was before this Thursday game, we're not going to see Drew Locke. And I would, you know, that's an interesting idea there in terms of, okay, well, at what point are we going to try to infuse something different into this right. offense? to get them going. And to be honest, Jerry Judy is just not enough. Yeah. Um, and the, the problems on offense, and we'll just focus on the offense right now, stem from more than just the player's execution. You know, when I see 14 runs, sorry, I'm going to say 12 runs. I'm going to take away those two Teddy runs and say, we only ran the ball 12 times um, compared to the 33 passes, uh, pass attempts in a game where we lost by a field goal there is so much more wrong with this team and this offense than just who the quarterbacks are, who the quarterback is, or are we missing a piece or two in terms of Jerry Judy or whoever else, KJ Hamler. Okay. Those two players alone would not make a difference in how this offense is playing, at least not enough. If you ask me, those guys are are given the play calls or anything like that. Um, I'm just trying to look at possibilities that we might expect something different because it doesn't look like, at least for the next week, Shermer seems like he's going to be the offensive coordinator. Um, So the only difference from the Browns to the the Reds, the the Washington football team is Jerry Judy supposedly coming back this week. So we'll see if it makes any difference at all. Um, It did feel like Bridgewater and him did have some good chemistry at the beginning of the year. So, I don't know. Hopefully, there's they can get that connection going again. And and but if you're going to throw it 33 times in a game and not run the ball, it makes the the other team's job pretty freaking easy. When mm-hmm. when all they have to do is just try and put your quarterback under pressure, um, not worry about the run game, and and just cover. Like yeah. you, it, it takes away half of your offense, literally. <laughs> now, Chris, in the in the chat here, uh, normally I wait till the end of the show for for comments and stuff, but it's a good question. Why are we sticking with Teddy? Um, and I think it comes down to Fangio is done with Drew. Yeah. I, I think just period at the end, he does not want Drew out there. I don't think he liked Drew doing the dancing and stuff out there on the field yeah. and on the sidelines, and all, especially when he wasn't playing as well. I think just matter-of-factly, even if you look past that, that's just me speculating, okay? I, I don't know. Just yeah. based off of Fangio's personality and, and what Drew – uh, did last year and Drew's personality, which I think he's matured, but sure. Even then, I, don't know. I think Fangio was looking at this. Yeah. I think Fangio was looking at this saying, what quarterback is going to give me the best odds to keep my job next year? And that is Teddy. Yeah. I think it's wrong. I think that's, he's trying to play the long game to try and come back to be the coach again. But in that we're sucking now 
And that is ultimately going to take his job away at the end of the season. Right. And we got to do something different. If we just keep doing the same personnel, the same play calling, same coaches, all that stuff, it's going to keep looking like this. I don't see what's going to change. So I, I mean, I, I'm not, I do think that Teddy gives us a better chance of winning in games than Locke, but heck, I don't care. Try it. Like I said, I'm numb right now. So fuck it. I don't care. Try something different. And you <laughs> it's know not what, working man? what we're doing right now. So until you change it up. I don't know if you can hear it, but there it is. We're going to be on the carousel oh, of quarterbacks and coaches oh, all God. over again. And yeah. that's, that's exactly what it's going to come down to. I mean, you know, I saw a report the other day that there's a possibility of, of a, of a three team trade where, uh, Gardner Minshew comes to Denver yeah, and then Watson goes to Miami and then Tua goes to Houston. Like what think kind of clickbait what kind of fuckery is this? It's clickbait. Oh, and my question there is how does uh, the Eagles get involved in that trade? Yeah, <laughs> bro. You got me. <laughs> you got me, man. But how is Gardner Minshew a better option? I don't see him as a better option to, to Teddy. Like it, or, it's to a, Drew. or even to Drew or to Drew. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Can I can I pose can I pose a, a devil's advocate question to the two sure. of you? Uh, so no. last year, uh, <laughs> granted, not a good year, but uh, or was it not? Wasn't last year? It was the year before when Drew won those those four out of five games? Mm-hmm. Who was the OC? Scangarello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not bring him back in place of Shermer and say, yeah. give it another go? Yeah, I think is he he's back with San Francisco, isn't he? think so uh i am not 100 on that i'll have to look that up yeah i'm pretty sure he's one of their assistant i think he went back to the same job he had before and i mean it's not like our offense was great that year but at least he was a young guy like learning and then and, and getting better it seemed like as the season went that year Shermer is just like it seems like old tricks that aren't working anymore yeah not willing to change not willing to adapt uh not willing to and i'm sorry at this point when I see Javante get half the runs, uh, run attempts as Melvin Gordon, on well, first off, the whole run game to begin with just absolutely pisses me off. I mean, there's you're looking at absolute failure, and I I get it. Fangio relinquished the offense to Shermer and said, "This is your offense." But as the head coach, if you're going into the halftime. And you're seeing these numbers. How are you not looking at Shermer and saying, dude, <laughs> what the hell are you doing with ultimately my offense? Yeah. You're running it, but I'm the head coach. This is my offense at the end of the day. And how are we only running the ball yeah. this many times when we're down by not very much at all? When it's a close game. Like, how it's do you not have a game? Like, is it going to take us being up by a touchdown or two before we have a balanced offense? Is that when we, we're going to start running it more? Yeah. Like, when it's a close game, how are we not making keeping the defense honest? Well, and especially, especially to lose to the Browns, which don't get me wrong, they're getting better. Mm-hmm. But with their quarterback out, both of their one and two running backs out, how did we not at least get into a position where we let Money McNamanis kick a field goal and send it into overtime and give us another shot? Can't even do that. Like that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. When we have one of the best kickers in the NFL, knock on wood, but seriously, like how do we not get mm-hmm. him in a position to at least give him a chance? I mean, I'd let him kick it from 60 yards for crying out loud. Oh, yeah, easily. <laughs> you can't even get you can't even get there. Yeah. You can't even get there. And it's not like by the way, we lost to Case Keenum, so that's just a punch oh, in the God, gut. Don't even um, and it's not like he looked amazing. He had basically the same stat line as Teddy, except for one one less touchdown and one less interception. The interception was huge on that drive that we, we were at least already in field goal range when we threw that into the end zone. But um, Keenum didn't look fantastic, but their run game, he didn't need to with the way the Broncos no. played. No. 182 yards uh, with 146 of them coming from uh, Dearness Johnson, um, who is their third string running back. So we let a third straight. So maybe there's a good, good uh, uh, chance to move over to the defense here. And I get it. Our defense is absolutely demolished right now with injuries. I mean, you look at the number of injuries we have and from the, from the linebacker core, um, we're hoping but that it, we see. It's really just the linebackers. Right? Yeah. We had it's all really our starters the out there aside from the linebackers, which that's right. four guys. So that's 
what almost half your defense. But mm-hmm. um, linebackers, Von Miller got hurt. Bradley Chubb's out for the season. Yeah, all yeah, of our those are, yeah, those are like a lot of key key oh, players. Hundred percent. Our inside linebackers, which were like the leaders of the team as far as who's mm-hmm. giving the play calls, that kind of stuff. And then, like one of the first plays on defense, we lose our back. The guy that we just signed, yeah, who was in filling in for um, for Jewel, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes out, so now we, we just got Not another minced. guy that we traded for. Yeah, uh, it was Kaiser, which Kaiser. Again, a guy I didn't even know was on the team before last week. It, it kind of feels like what we did with the cornerback situation last year, uh, the carousel that was going on there, where we weren't even <laughs> couldn't tell you who the starters were in the last two weeks last year at cornerback. But missing all of our linebackers right now, it just it feels so much worse than the way our secondary secondary felt at the end of last year. It just seems like we cannot do anything with second string linebackers. And look, we're not the only team with injuries. We can't that's not a good enough excuse. It's not. It's absolutely but, not. Especially when it is so predictable when what the other team's gonna do. Uh, on that last drive of the game, you know they're running it. Mm-hmm. And we got bailed out on a third and two with a penalty third and seven, and we still let him get a first down dead in the game. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, they likely would have kicked a field goal, and the Broncos would have had 30 seconds to go down the, the field and score a touchdown. Probably not going to happen. But, hey, you never know. One, you never know that that could happen. And, two, you never know if we block the field goal. Um, uh, what's his name? Shelby Harris had a great game. Who knows? He already blocked one field goal early in the game. Maybe we block it. Maybe they miss it. And now we just have to get in the field goal range, which, like you guys said, with make money, you don't have to get too far before he's in field goal range. And we can't even do that, though, going back to the defense. We can't even stop them on a third and seven when no. they're clearly going to run the ball. Shit, I would have told McManus, go out there and break the record. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, we got to lose. At the end of the game and you're in that position, yeah. I mean, at that point, I don't care if it's 68 or 69 yards, you try it. First off, it's McManus, so I have at least some faith that he can make it from that distance. Um but it's at the end of the game, so what are you going to lose by trying, right? You just make exactly. sure that they don't return it from a touchdown to embarrass you. But Yeah, it's either that or a Hail Mary, so might as well. I'd, I'd say the field uh, And I don't trust more likely Bridgewater with trying to Hail Mary. So yeah. you, might, you might bring Locke in for that play. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, hey. Sorry, go ahead, Rob. No, I was just going to say that would have been an option. Yeah, just go in for one play. Just huck the ball down the field as far as you can and don't get hurt. And don't get hurt. Yep. Pretty bad one. That's like the highlight. Like, don't get hurt. Right. No one got hurt on that play. <laughs> so it was a good play. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We went through it now. Um, man. So this defense, though, um, I'm telling you, I I don't. I know we're banged up, but when you let a third string running back absolutely demolish you like this on a game that was incredibly pivotal for us. I mean, you look back to the Raiders game and that was a must win for the Broncos. This was just as much, if not more so like, look, this is a turning point, you know, um, for me, it's not it, like we're past that for me, like it, for me too. I think at this point, like, Look, going to halftime, it's like I see I've seen enough of this team to know what's gonna happen in the second half, and it was exactly what I expected, unfortunately. And, and now I'm looking at the rest of the season saying it goes back to our conversation of what's gonna change. Uh, I think nothing's gonna change, and therefore the rest of the season is going to be just as painful. Um, unless the only thing that would I think inspire change, and I don't even say inspire, but force change, uh, is if uh, George Payton walks in and says Hey, Fangio, you are going to start Drew. From here on out, I want to see what Drew has for the rest of the season. Uh, give him an honest chance so we know at the end of the season whether he's a solid backup. Give him some more reps. Has he grown? Uh, but this, look, the experiment is over with Teddy Bridgewater. We know what we've seen from him. The way we're playing, we're not going to win any more games, maybe a few if mm-hmm. we're lucky. So why? So look, I'm in charge. But at the same time, what you're telling Fangio at that point essentially is you're fired. And now you have to deal with that mindset of that, uh, that toxicity between Fangio and George Payton the rest of the season as well, which at this point, whatever. But uh, the only way I see real change happening is if George Payton walks in and says, no, I don't care if, if Teddy's your guy. Here's what we're doing because I'm evaluating this team before we make major changes going yeah. into this offseason. But do you think 
I mean, what is Drew Locke's hope of being on this team next year? Backup. But that means that he's got to be re-signed, right? His contract's up to after mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. I don't see them re-signing Drew Locke. But that's the thing. Like, do you even try to see if, you know, if he's a good enough backup? <sighs> then get him some experience. Plus, well, then you're talking about trying to instill some sort of momentum, some, some, some change, some spark on the offense that just isn't there right now. No, I, I, I definitely hear what you're saying, but if you're George Payton, I feel like there's other changes you do first before saying I need a new quarterback in there. Because I I really don't – and don't get me wrong, Teddy has not played great in the last four weeks. I don't think it's all on his shoulders. And he is the quarterback, so he needs mm-hmm. to take him. I mean, he's the leader of this offense. Um, but he's also getting hit every single play, it feels like. Although against yeah. the Browns, it didn't feel like nearly as bad against the, the, the Raiders and Steelers. It just felt like he – like, I'm surprised he came away from those games not, like, out for the rest of the year. And the fact that they're only rushing four on us. Yeah. It's not even like they're blitzing on us every play. They're only rushing four, and we're getting demolished. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. The Browns was better than the Raiders game, yeah. It, it was better, which it was is better. literally saying nothing because it was right. so bad in those other games. Yep. Um, I don't know if that's a sign of the offensive line game better. I don't know if it's a sign of the Browns just focusing on different things. I don't know. If I'm the Browns or if I'm any team, I'm, I'm bringing – Enough people to where I'm putting pressure on Teddy Bridgewater. If it's four, if it's five, if it's two, I don't know. Sometimes that feels like two. Right now it's four. That's the magic number. We can't pick up a fourth guy. Yeah. (laughs) So. Uh, But don't you feel – I feel like if Peyton's getting to that point, it's got to be after – like there's no hope for the playoffs at that point. If if he's demanding that we change quarterbacks, which if at that point, then I'd say like, bring in the interim coach. Like, if you already know you're making a coaching change at the end of the year, what's the point of bring, keeping this coaching staff together Yeah, for the rest of the season? Uh, so, again, th- that's a change I don't see happening until much later. You know, after that game, uh, John, I'm kind of <clears throat> siding with you on this. Um, you know, I've, I've given the coaching staff enough time, and they've just proven that they're not doing anything productive. Um, you know, again, I don't – Kevin, I know you hate it. I know you hate it, but I don't want to. I don't want us to be on that fucking carousel. No, yeah, you know? I agree. I and, agree. I do. But at the I, same I'm right time, you have a certain amount of cards to play, and we're getting down to the very last few that we can play. I'm pretty sure and, we've seen all the cards in the Broncos, yeah. and every other team has seen all the cards the Broncos had to play, and they seem to have figured it out. Yep. And and I know we're talking about the Browns game, but you know I did watch uh, the Washington football team today. And their defense looks nasty. Mm-hmm. Their their front defensive line looks nasty. Mm-hmm. And if we don't light a fire under our offensive linemen's asses, it's not going to be good. Yeah. I mean, again, it goes back to the who are we going to play where we're going to feel like, oh, yeah, we can take that defensive line on and feel good going to that game. We're going to – Bridgewater is going to have – all the time in the world to find these open our run games. It's, it's going to be on fire. There's not a t- like, I don't even need to watch the team for the previous game, like Washington, like you were just saying, Rob, I just know that they're going to bring pressure and it's going to probably work until our offensive line proves me wrong. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, you know, it's... I don't care how nasty they could be the 32nd ranked defensive line and they still, the Broncos make teams look good right now. You know, we make we make average to below average quarterbacks look like superstars. We make <clears throat> average below average teams look like they're unstoppable. But in reality, we beat ourselves most of the fucking time. Well, we beat ourselves by not having a game plan, it seems like. And when we do have drives that start to get some rhythm, there's a random penalty in there that totally throws us off. And now we're in a, eventually in a third and long situation. Yep. I feel like Noah Fant caught the, the the Bulls virus. Now he's getting flagged every game. And Bulls is like, wasn't me. Wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bulls, Bulls is back. He's, uh, I think that's two games in a row with holds, yep. um, which is more, I think he's two or three holds for the season, which is more than he had all of last year. I, I think he only had one mm-hmm. last year. He had a very good year last year, which, I mean, hence his contract. But this offensive line, man, we talked about this potentially being a strength this year and makes us look like idiots. Right. <laughs> right now. Now, speaking of looking like an idiot, there's one thing you can do to not look like an idiot and look at look like an idiot. <laughs> and 
I'll Why tell you how you cannot look like an idiot <laughs> if, or sound like one if you're like stumbling through your words like I am. Um, <laughs> so, look, it is the end of, you know, we're recording this on Sunday. It's the end of week seven, but week eight is going to be here right before you know it. So if you're hungry for a big win this week, definitely check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, they have you covered. New customers can receive uh, or new customers can bet just five dollars on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you will win two hundred dollars in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's really that simple, guys. If sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play huge, uh, can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Now, here's what you need to do to not look like an idiot. Go out there and win some big money. Uh, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Hit that pause button. Go download it. Come back to the podcast. We'll still be here, I promise you. Uh, Use the promo code TPPN and bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you will win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, you must be 21 years or older in a state that sponsors or supports uh, um, sports betting. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. So talking about making ourselves look dumb. Um, let's talk about that. This kind of going to piggyback on, on your last kind of just talking about the defense in general. Yeah. Let's talk about making ourselves look dumb and being outcoached from the beginning of the game every week on defense. Why is it that we've played seven games now and five of those games we've allowed a touchdown, usually from a big play on their opening drive. Wasn't Fangio supposed to be this guru on defense? That's Isn't what that we were told. That's what we're we coached in the first play or first drive. Every game. That, 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 is that not preparation? Is that not game planning? Is that have they figured out Fangio? Have other teams figured out Fangio? It also comes down to telling your safeties and your cornerback, don't let anybody behind you. I mean, that's just basics. It is basic. I mean, hell, Jared could probably coach better than Fangio on defense. And he's offensive. He's a visor. Hey now. Don't don't uh, don't ditch the or you know, don't be mean to the. Oh, are you team puffball? Is that true? is that official? I'm glad you brought that up, John. Oh, wow. I I like taking the neutral stance and just talking shit about everybody. It's great. <laughs> I must team have a, for the way, man. Yes, team puffball. But did ah. you lose your puffball? I thought you were coming back with something. I, it wasn't where I thought it was. Ah. I'm not like, I, unfortunately, I'm not around. around the stack of hats on my desk. That's funny. Um, no, but yeah. Team Visor's ready to go. I got mine on. We're ready, man. This freaking guy. Kev, <laughs> damn it. 507. Five teams are beating us on the first drive. And look, when the Browns score a total of 17 points, that's a pretty freaking big deal on the first drive, getting yep. that touchdown. Well, that's the thing. You, you're talking about it, and I think for me, um, yeah, I'm no longer buying into Fangio is a defensive guru. That's what we were sold. That's what we've seen in previous years. But uh, let's also look at one other thing that nobody's really talked about, turnovers. Uh, how many times does the Broncos' defense get turnovers? Yeah, we're not getting them. No, you're not even it, since since yeah since Vic Fangio has taken over. It's not just pick sixes. I, I'm just not even expecting the Broncos to get a turnover. If they get one, that's a huge deal, right? But it's usually not even close to being enough. But it's out of I, there is there's some stat I can't remember what the number is, and you can go look it up. In the number of games that Fangio has coached, we have gotten less turnovers than the number of games that Fangio has coached for the Broncos. Ooh, that's a bad stat. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. I haven't looked at that one, but that is, uh, that's rough. <laughs> that's true. I'll see if I can research it and talk at the same time. Yeah, but... research and talk. No, because I looked at this after the game. I think we're pretty much middle of the pack when it comes to turnovers. 
which isn't good if your coach is a defensive specialist, right? You would expect to be in at least in the top 10. Um, let me see if I can pull that up real quick, just because I might be totally out of base here. It's been a couple days since the game. This is when I was really into um, making sure that I wasn't going to be prepared for this, so don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, bottom. Yeah, bottom. We're about maybe around 20. Yeah, so bottom of the league. Bottom half of the league, at least. Yep. In total takeaways. So that's, you know, and here and here we were in the beginning of the season, thinking that our defense was going to be a juggernaut, yep. and we were going to be a contender and everything. But you know what? That's that's the joke. That is the absolute joke. Is we are not, you know, aside from all the injuries, which again, going back to what you guys were saying earlier, it's not an excuse. Every team has injuries. It should be the next man up. But honestly, it just comes down to our preparation and our coaching, and. You know, that's just – that remains to be seen. Um, you know, I was – I'll be honest. I was excited when Denver had, you know, Donatel, Fangio, Scangarello. You know, everybody was calling it the, the Mile High Mafia. Uh, you know, be, being an Italian from New York, um, you know, I was excited. And Are you then, telling me you know, doesn't fit in into that group? No, Shermer's a stooge, okay? Sterner <laughs> is a straight stooge. And that's exactly what I think yeah. of that. That's uh, funny. But, uh, but yeah, like it's – we said – okay, talking about depth, though, next man up, right? We've said that every year for the last three years since Vic's taken over. That's been the motto. It's been, oh, next man up. But we say that, but then the next man up doesn't do anything. And then they likely get hurt. And it's like you keep saying this kind of stuff, but it's not true. But other teams – like like the Browns. The Browns are basically playing a second team – their second string players for, for a lot of positions, basically their whole offense. They had two offensive linemen that were second string um, and they looked like they were first string. They could have been first string for the Broncos, it seemed. Um, so we need to stop just saying words and actually start performing, which this isn't the first time we've said that on our podcast. Um, it's, and we also talked about in the preseason, you know, what's it going to take? Like what's, what would have to happen for Fangio to get fired early? And, Early, I think we, we put the benchmark at like week 10. What would it take for him to be fired before week 10? And we said, man, they would have to go on a really bad losing streak or be, be really out of it at that point. And it would have to be because of their defense. And we all laughed at that. We're like, that. there's no way that's going to happen. We know the defense is going to be solid. It's going to be an amazing defense. There's no way he's going to get fired because the defense is not playing well. And here we are, week seven, and they're making us look like idiots once again. And so what are we, what are we, four, four in a row, five in a row, four in a row, four in a row. Yep. It's so getting that. I went back and looked. Coach Fangio has regular season coached 39 games for the Broncos. In that time, we have 37 total turnovers. 37. That's not good. Wow. We have six this year. So he's, no, we he's have, below we for have this, year. this year. Did I look at that right? What's that? What did you say? Uh, Broncos this year. I'm We're at six total turnovers. Okay. Takeaways. And I think, that. and if I remember correctly, I think most of those came. Okay, so from- he's averaging one turnover a game then, if you add those two that I missed. So that's 39 turnovers for the Broncos in the 39 games that Fangio has coached. That's what you're averaging, one a did game. You, did you just do math with a pad and paper? Like yeah. Paper and pencil? Yeah. Are you using an abacus over there? Yeah. Do you not use an abacus? No, Kevin, it's the 21st century. What? Use the calculator on the computer, bro. What? <laughs> I didn't know that. God, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> I didn't know these nice things existed. Well, you know, I, I would like to personally uh, take, a, take a, a pause moment from this. And put a, a, a message out there to any of my former teachers when I was a kid. They used to tell me, you're not going to be able to walk around with a calculator in your pocket every day. Guess what? You were wrong. Wait, you carry a pocket calculator with you every day? Yeah, it's on my phone, Kevin. Wait, there's one on your phone too? Yes. Oh. You got Weird, it. Because I, I, I flip over my phone. And Kevin, I mean, you do I not think? have a flip phone. For the love of God, don't tell me you have a flip phone. Do you not have a flip phone? My 66-year-old father has a flip phone. 
No, I don't have a flip phone, and no, I don't use an Abacus. Oh, you should have kept going with that, Kevin. I should have. <laughs> uh, you could have got robbed for a while there. I could have. <laughs> the vein in my forehead would have started pulsing. I, already, I was already seeing it. It was already there. <laughs> okay, gents. Um, you want to talk about getting... special teams? Okay, let's talk about special teams. What would you see on special teams? You, you know, McManus is still 100%. He's still the highlight of our team is that he did not miss a field goal this week, and he is still 100% on field goals. Well, he didn't miss a field He didn't take a field Okay, yeah, you're right. For, he's still 100%. He got both of extras, his extra points. He's looking good. Our special teams actually didn't look crappy for one week. Hmm. Well, isn't this two weeks yeah. in a row now we haven't had a punt return for a touchdown? We didn't have punt return for a touchdown or, like, any real big plays from, from their special teams, I feel like. Uh yeah, they had one kick return for 26 yards. So, you know, if it went out of the end zone, it would have been in the same spot. And two punt returns for 13 yards total, six and a half yards on average. That's positivity. That's a step in the right direction. It, it is, John, but you're not going to change my mind. Still get rid of fucking McMahon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you act like I'm serious. I like how John's like, hey, we did positive. We're going to keep McMahon. No, we're not. Get in the fuck yeah. out of here. Hey, we're not cracking. <laughs> we're, we're just not good. <laughs> yeah. Our special teams has become a highlight. Oh God, that sounds so bad to say. Doesn't it? Gross. <laughs> John just John just shriveled and sh- cringed with out uh, there. disgust. God, 17 to 14. Yep. And our defense had a chance to at least give our offense a chance. And then they just got the bit. Well, you think about it. I mean, that's with our starting quarterback, both of our starting running backs uh, against their offense who had Case Keenum and their third string running back as their starter. And yeah. Yeah. I still think on our last possession, we should have just tried to kick a field goal. Well, even get close to field goal range. I mean. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you're 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 assuming that we would uh, at least get within in the range yard field to do goal, a seventy yard field five goal, yard man. goal field goal range. You know, yeah. There's a lot of assumptions that would have to happen there. God. Well, either way, guys, uh, we're getting close to the end here, so I want to get some closing thoughts. But uh, I do want to remind everyone again. First off, thanks for listening. Uh, wherever you're listening to this at, make sure you you give us some feedback. Hit that review button. Five-star review, whatever you can do, it definitely helps us out a ton. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel yet, make sure you go subscribe to us there and our other social media accounts on uh, Facebook, um, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we're pretty much everywhere that uh, you would want some awesome Broncos content to be, so you can check us out whenever. Uh, we got all of our other shows I told you about earlier, Monday night, uh, Orange Weekly After Dark, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, Bourbon Broncos, no BS. Uh, pre-game show, halftime show, this uh, post-game podcast, as well as the pre-game podcast. We guys got you covered when it comes to Broncos content. Uh, hopefully, uh, not likely, but hopefully we have some good things to talk about before too long. But here we are still still doing our job with the post-game and uh, reviewing this. So well, that Kevin, said, what, what closing thoughts do you have on uh, basically what you saw from this last game, where, where the Broncos are, where we need to go, where we are going, anything like that? Well, for right now, Kevin, we are the sad, the sad show of the week because we have to we talk are. about the, how the Broncos just played. Luckily, we pick it up in the Tuesday show, and I feel like there's just momentum into the game, and then it's just repeat. Well, that's why the pregame podcast has it so easy. They can be optimistic about, yeah, it doesn't matter what happened last week. We can we have a chance this week because any given Sunday things can go right, and yay, go Broncos! And we have to be like the mud hurdlers over here, like yeah. shit. Shit is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but for actual closing thoughts, I'm excited assuming that Judy is healthy and ready to play and yep. there's no danger of him, you know, aside from a nap, like a normal injury that could happen on any play. Just to see if it does change anything. Does it give us a little bit of a spark? Um, and we'll see. If it does, I don't expect anything to change this week, you know, between now and the game against Washington. I don't think there's going to be because it's already Sunday and we've already had three days to look at this, they would have made a change by now. Cause I know a lot of people, myself included, I said, if, if, if we played the way we did against the Raiders and the Browns um, after those two losses to the, to Baltimore and the Steelers, like 
we've looked like the same team for the past, past four weeks, and there should be a coaching change on offense at least, at their minimum, or so, it's just something, right? Just show me something. And we haven't seen anything, and so it's not going to happen. And so our only hope is that somehow Judy can be the difference maker on offense and somehow be like Randy Moss out there and make a team's offense look totally different. That's that's the only hope for this game for me when it comes to offense. Defense, I don't know what we're going to do at a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> we're so screwed at our linebacker position. Yeah. But Rob, well, I'll pass it over to you. Well, yeah. Uh, again, I, I echo the same sentiments, John. Um, we are the the sad, sad team right now. But um, on a positive note, uh, you know, win, lose, or draw, uh, I feel like you know we we support our team, whether we you know win or lose or not, uh, or how, however bad we're doing. Um, but yeah, I would I would really like to see uh, a, a good competitive game. Uh, next week against the Washington uh, football team. I wish they would just pick a freaking name already. Um, I think they just decided that's their name. <laughs> they're just going to keep it that. Like, yeah, we're just the we're just the state football team. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know. Very PC. You don't have to worry about offending anybody with a Washington football team. Except I'm for, offended. I don't know, people from, what, the state, the state of Washington. Of Washington. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I sure as hell hope Judy has his ankle taped twice, uh, for good measure. Um, and no injuries, please. God. Yeah. No more injuries. Um, and, and if worst case scenario comes down to it, throw a lock out there and just tell him, go win the freaking game. Yeah. Why not? Why not? You know, just, just let him loose. Let him do what he needs to do and see what happens. We can't do any worse. <laughs> Wild card. <laughs> <laughs> You never know. It could happen. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> so, uh, this this game will be played on Halloween, and I am hoping that uh, Vic Fangio and the coaching staff all decide to dress as a competent coaching staff and go out there for the game, uh, and that'll be their Halloween costume. And they actually are they going to are they going to coach like a competent football team? They're going to dress like it. They're going to pretend. They're going to embody a competent coaching staff. Okay. You act like a zombie. You dress up like a zombie. You act like a zombie. You know, I would rather that you're gonna, normal, yeah. yeah. I would rather than dress normal and actually just come prepared. You know what? And coach well. Minor steps. Baby <laughs> steps. Maybe they do that and they go out there and they coach with a balanced game and make good calls and don't use any stupid timeouts uh, incorrectly and call you know or any of that crap. And they then they go back and they're like, "Wow, that actually kind of worked. Maybe we should keep doing that." But hey, uh, hey to Fangio's defense, right there, he did have a good challenge that game, and it actually have could challenge. have been a game-changing challenge had we, you know, also played defense at the end of the game. Blind he squirrel finds a nut every now and then. Challenge plays for dummies. Jeez. Anyway, I mean, hey, look, you said baby steps, Kev. Baby steps. Yeah, you're right. Baby steps. Okay, I'll give him credit for that. Maybe that means he's <laughs> on the right course. I don't know. Um, well, look at this point, it'd be great to get, get back to 400. Um, uh, we'll talk a lot more about our predictions and everything on the Tuesday night show. Uh, and you can hear more score predictions on the pregame podcast. Um, for me, you're right. Injury, just find a way to not get injured. Um, obviously I don't do it on purpose or anything like that, but you know, just knock on wood that it doesn't happen. And we walk away with, um, with a good win and something to kind of put these four games behind us and, uh, look for it because, you know, we still got – there is a lot of schedule uh, um, games left on the schedule. Um, any given Sunday, things can happen. The way the Chiefs are playing, look, the Chiefs are beatable. Um, if we decide to turn things around, um, the Raiders are still beatable. Look, you got the you got the Lions. Uh, there, are some, there are some games we can win. Uh, we just have to start turning things around now and not when we're mathematically eliminated. And so yeah. do that. We gotta start now. We need to start two weeks ago. <laughs> that that, that would be our luck, Kevin, wouldn't it? Is you know we get mathematically eliminated, and all of a sudden, oh, Denver's winning every game. Yep. And that doesn't matter. Yeah, that it doesn't matter. matter at that point. And we're in total rebuild stage, and we're starting fresh next year. Look, we are only one game out of a playoff spot right now. So if they can find a way to turn it around, which is a big, big if. It's yep. like the biggest if I've said on this show ever. Uh, it can happen, but we just haven't seen it. And until we do, we're not. Gonna, I'm not going to expect anything different. Yep. So. 
But uh, with that being said, Rob and John, I do appreciate you joining us here um, or joining me here uh, for the podcast. And again, everyone watching, listening, thank you for all of your support. Check out all of our other Broncos content and live shows and podcasts. Um, and Kevin, you did forget one uh, one show, uh, the Tuesday night backstage show after it's Bourbon kind of Broncos. Like a secret, but yeah, but yeah, we have kind of an, introduced a new show. That's not every week, but some weeks we uh, have started this new thing where uh, we found that us uh, us Orange Weekly guys tend to end the show and then just stick around and and hang out with each other and talk and bullshit anyway. So there have been a couple times where John was just like. Why are we not recording this right now? Because it was so funny. <laughs> Which is not. actually so, kind of cool because that I feel like that is the reason why Rob is talking with us right now and on pretty video much, videos. pretty much. And I appreciate you, gentlemen. Yeah. So check out <laughs> check out the backstage show where we go on YouTube only, just like we are on the podcast right now, uh, and we just sit around and we bullshit with you. It's not necessarily talking about the Broncos. It's just oh, we, we. I feel like we get the Broncos out of out of the way in the Tuesday show, and then that that after or that backstage show is uh, we go. We go down so many rabbit holes. I feel like there's very minimal Bronco talk or football talk for that matter in yep. that show. I have to come on and defend me and Kevin for being 5'8 from John and David and, you know, Team 6'2 and all this crazy shit. But, you know, it's fine. At least we're on the same page there, Rob. You got to get your uh, choice of uh, headgear improved. But we'll, we'll work I, on that. So. You know what, Kevin? Challenge accepted. I will see you Tuesday, sir. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I do appreciate you both. Uh, we're going to head on out. Uh, but again, thank you for everything uh, from you all and from all our listeners. And I think we'll just end it on a very strong Go, Go Broncos. Broncos. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news.